It's Friday, July 30th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast. We're back. It's been about a week off, uh, but I know. We, yeah, exactly. We are the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes that you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley. I think I said Russ's name right. I've been practicing it did all week. Did you say Bewley right? Because it didn't sound like you said Bewley. No. Right, <laughs> which think is I hilarious. Did. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Whatever. How's it going? It's going, man. This has been a week and I'm done with it. And it's yeah. almost the weekend, which is lovely. It's been crazy. Uh, super excited about that. Lots of highs and lows for me this week uh, at work. Um, and I know uh, Russ has to come back on the show so he can share his news. Yeah, for serious. I'm already, I'm already getting hit up in uh, like Twitter DMs and stuff. Like, what is it? What, is, what'd you what guys is you guys talk about? What, what is it? I think it's this, that, or the other thing. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. You have to, you have to, uh, you have to hear from him. But if you're friends with him on Facebook, you'll already know. So. Yep. What are, my news ended up being non-news because I I was actually competing for a new role and I got wrecked by a wizard. You didn't get total, wrecked. No, I know, but a total total bait ace kicked me, kicked me in the position, which is fine. Uh, I was actually going for my boss's role because he left the position. So uh, I'm happy to be reporting to the gentleman who got it, but bummed all the same that it is not mine. It's all right. It's all right. On to the next one. Um, all right, tech news, man. What you got? What do you What do you want to talk about here? News. You know, the one thing that really jumped off the page to me today because mm-hmm. I rag on this stuff all the time is that Amazon announced in a filing that the EU actually fined them a substantial sum of money for GDPR violations. Yes. Which we we joke all the time. It's like, what's the point? They don't yeah, even when, that, when was that going to happen? Yeah, exactly. I was like, and where are those regulators? When, it when was are they almost gonna, a gonna see billion this? dollar fine. It's 880 something million. Yeah, it's a maybe? percentage of revenue, it's bro. huge. No, yes. I know, but they actually did it. It happened. Which is they crazy. They actually yeah. levied the fine, which is absolutely insane and was completely unexpected. 887. Sorry, I remember that wrong. Um, I, I love Amazon's response too, because it, it literally just said has no merit. Like that was the response. It's like, this really? is dumb. Yeah. So this is like a parking ticket that they're just not going to pay. It's almost a billion dollars. I can't wait to see how this happens and how it plays out because, I mean, obviously Amazon's going to fight this tooth and nail because they are everywhere. And I'm not even sure it's possible to actually meet the letter of GDPR to it's to not. And law, that's but. why I was saying it was crazy when this first came out, because it was based on a percentage of revenue and it was an insane, it was like 6% or something. Right. Yeah, it's, the fine. It's and then, but, and I remember like, you can go back to the tapes. I specifically talked about companies like Amazon who do, you know, trillions in revenue at yeah. a 3% uh, margin. Right. And so if you're going to find them, Six percent. It's crazy. It's just crazy. And I think the bigger problem isn't necessarily the insanity of the uh, the fee. That that to me makes sense when you're looking at things from a regulatory perspective. If you're going to write it into law and you're going to say don't do it, then you, your your fine structure needs to be levied heavily enough that somebody's not just going to pay the tax of you know making yeah. a part of doing business. So coming at coming at them for a billion dollars, like they're not messing around. That's that's bonuses. That's ugly, but. If you can't meet the letter of the law and you're going to find them out the wazoo, then you have a problem. So is it realistic for a company like Amazon to meet the letter of GDPR? Are those restrictions achievable by anyone? And if they are, and that's what actually holds up, then get wrecked. Yeah. Do what you're supposed to do to follow the letter of the law. Sorry. Yeah. How beholden is Amazon to the European Union? 
Well, I, I mean, the, the answer is they're, than they're not necessarily, but yeah, then they become an operating problem. So at the end of the yeah. day, if they want to keep operating in the EU, they're going to have to pay that fine or more likely come to some agreement about what they are going to pay or not going to pay yeah. or, and, and they'll fight it out. This, this, yeah. it'll be this like is medical big enough. insurance where they say, yeah, yeah your surgery was 400,000 insurance sure. gets involved and they'll, it becomes they'll a $40,000 payment. Yeah. But they're going to fight it like crazy before they have to settle. Basically, sure. they're, I'm sure they're going to go through the process and determine whether or not it's even legal for the EU to actually levy this fine. They're going to, you know, fight tooth and nail to prove that it's not feasible or or it's an undue burden, which I'm sure they already tried legally to establish, right? Yeah. But but basically, something significant will come out of this. I would expect, unless it just evaporates, which seems. And then, kind of what unlikely. is the EU going to do with this billion dollars? By the way, or I, near I would, billion. I don't know the answer to that, but I would assume because those fines are such a large number that they already define how it works. Yeah. Right. Whether that's payments to individuals that that are, I don't, I haven't actually seen, but I got to assume that the law actually structures how the EU divvies that up or how it gets distributed, uh, you know, amongst nation states or if it goes into a slush. I don't know. I don't know the answer, but but it's not up to the folks that, Levy the fine. I'm sure it's actually in the letter of the law. Yeah, it's got to be in the letter. Um, for those of y'all that don't remember this conversation last year or are new to the show, GDPR, General Data Protection Regulations. Um, let's see. It actually allows for fines up to 4% of a company's revenue. Sorry, I, I said 6% up to, right? just a minute ago. Yeah, but up to 4% with the released number amounting to about 4.2% of Amazon's reported $21.3 billion in income for 2020. Wow. So my trillions in go. revenue. Um, you know, it's, it's a joke, by the way. So we were going to let it ride. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the commission, so this fine, it looks like Amazon's oh. retail business misused non-public data, right? That's what that whole GDPR thing right. is about in order to compete with other sellers in France and Germany. So the whole purpose of them doing this is to help out local companies in the European Union uh, that are getting abused um, by this monopoly, I guess, uh, on yeah. the I use mean, of data. A, it's arguably uh, the world's most stringent privacy law, right? Yeah. GDPR yeah. is is known far and wide. And there's lots of uh, aspects quite to it. The regulatory too. aspect. There's an interesting uh, statement in this article too. The largest GDPR fine to date was a 50 million euro. Is that right? No. What is that? What is that? Oh yeah. Okay. It's just weird font. (laughs) Weird (laughs) font of the euro. Um, Penalty handed to Google. So they went from 50 million to 887 million. That's not messing around. Yeah. Yeah. Cranking the heat up. Interesting. This will be a fun one to follow. Yep. I, I'm like I said, I, I think something significant will come from it. Either GDPR will have to be revised or or Amazon will realize it's painted into a corner and they'll settle. But settling on an eight hundred and eighty-seven million dollar fine is probably still going to be a substantial chunk of change. Yeah. Which means they're gonna fight this as long as humanly possible. We probably won't yeah. even know where this is gonna land for the half a decade or more. Yeah. Okay. So, well, let's talk about, um, let's see, about 10 days ago, uh, Bitcoin hit, it went under 30K, 30,000 US dollars per Bitcoin. It went to 29,500, yeah. a bunch you of cries the in the street. I was yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, we were talking. <laughs> I was like, push all your chips in, boys, because this is this is the bottom. Um, now, a lot of what I say is just, you know, hot air, garbage, whatever. So we, we took adversarial fun. positions and I said, I said, I'm waiting for the real bottom. And he said, this is it. 
Yeah. And yeah, one of I, us was bound to be right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I am perpetually uh, bullish. I'm perpetually glasses half full. And so that, that is actually a problem. Uh, you never want to be, you want to be, be realistic. Um, I'm realistically or optimistic with realism. I don't know what, but anyway, whatever it hit 29 K uh, 10 days ago, and it's currently sitting at 40,000 871. So it jumped a okay. healthy bit. It uh, you know, strapped okay. on a rocket and went up one level um, in the atmosphere. But I wanted to, I guess, review some of these things. I went and did some research around what different people thought were the reasons why this occurred. So maybe we can talk through some of those bullet points and see what you think. I'm, I'm curious some of your reactions, Tyler. Yeah, and uh, if you listen and you disagree or have some thoughts on this, hit us up on the Twitter. Let me know what you think. But um, so basically, the the whole thing that was happening is it fell from it's forty. It fell about forty percent from its highs in April that were about sixty five thousand, and then it was just kind of like staying steady for a while, and then it dipped. It had a pretty quick dip down to twenty nine five, and I was like, okay, yep, it's about to pop back up. But what happened? So there's a bunch of people talking about saying Amazon caused a stir. They literally just from posting a job title that said digital currency and blockchain product lead. And people were going crazy. Yeah. Going crazy. No, that's that's Some, big news. The, I think, yeah, but then I the think news that, turned the hype into, cycle is real. Yeah. The, the news turned into Amazon is going to accept Bitcoin. So, <laughs> which is a bit of a stretch because I'm not mistaken. They came back not too long after that and said, yeah, not really our plan. Yeah. They came out and immediately, which had zero a impact on the hype, by the way, like yeah, it was too late. Rocket engine strapped on burners yeah. flying. There's no D throttle. Yeah. You know, the stick yep. only moves in one direction. Yep. Well, and, but I don't know. I mean, who knows? Nobody knows really when it comes to, um, you know, which of these, and maybe it's just kind of general sentiment. Maybe it's, you know, a lot of people talk about the fear and greed index, uh, which is published basically kind of bullish, bearish viewpoint. And it's kind of for the past couple of months been sitting at about 20 to 25 out of a hundred. And now it's creeping up. And today it's somewhere around 50, which is good. It's closer to, um, greed farther from fear. Um, but yeah, definitely a big overreaction on just a simple job posting. And my comment on Twitter was That's around it's gotta be more than like that. who is not what big company like this is not looking at quote digital currency and blockchain product right. lead. Like who's not just considering how we might or how they might look into it and leverage it, leverage the technology or create their own version of it, or just to hire somebody just to make a decision about it. Like, do we not, do we ignore it? Do we, whatever. Sometimes that's all it is. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to hire somebody so that way we can, you know, have a button on our page to be able to buy your, you know, your undershirts and Bitcoin, whatever. Yeah. And some of the stuff that I saw in there was talking about producing their own digital currency. And, and my immediate reaction is, do we want that at no. all? And, no, nobody and my wants gut Amazon is, coin. Absolutely no. I don't. I yeah. don't want an Amazon coin. I, I certainly there don't want an Amazon, Amazon coin, coin, a Walmart coin, uh, a a Target coin, a Kroger coin. Like no, 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 no. Do not yeah. need this infinite proliferation of digital currencies. It's bad enough that we yeah. have the ecosystem that we have. Now, don't get me wrong. Watching the tech work itself out is totally normal. It's pretty cool. It's awesome. But I don't want every retailer to come up with their their version of an in-game currency. 
So I can spend real banana dollars on fake banana dollars and buy real things with fake banana dollars that I bought with real banana. Like, just no. I I would prefer to see Amazon accept Bitcoin payments, which has its own hot garbage baggage version of things, which is I don't personally think that Ethereum uh, and and Bitcoin, you know, the the big sort of proof of work um, coins today will scale for transactions very well. I mean, we've already seen it when, when they became very popular and they became a normal medium for transaction, unless you're moving massive quantities, which is cool and is absolutely a feature over a traditional banking system, the fees go up fast. And if you look at like the cost of gas for an Ethereum transaction, when, when lots of people are using Ethereum to move Ethereum, Mm -hmm. um, it's not pretty. I mean, 18, 20, $30 a transaction hours in between, you know, validated blocks and Bitcoin in particular, right? Those, those kinds of transactions do not work for an online retailer, especially when you have established literal years of operating at one-click checkout because they can't determine the spot price of Bitcoin and the fees of Bitcoin right. and the time to settle Bitcoin transactions. Yeah and make people happy at the same time. Right. We're a generation that can't handle not getting our stuff in a few hours. Right. You think we're going to handle <laughs> variable fees coming on off off the heels of delivered within the hour and and yeah. zero zero shipping? No, not a thing. <laughs> when, and I don't know enough about Uniswap, but that's where I think there's actually a there's a market for stuff like this. And I'm not saying this yeah. is going to happen, but there's a there's a conversation around there where there's believers in the concept of a marketplace where, you know, if, yeah. if we have a babysitter that comes over and, you know, I've historically just Apple pay cash. Right. But what if I wanted to pay in like, you know, uh, Nike, um, uh, uh, gift card credits or whatever. Right. But I pay through a marketplace that translates that into whatever it yeah, is. So that, it's like bartering in real wanted. time. Yeah. For dollar value. Yeah, exactly. And she wanted quick trip, you know, gift cards or, yeah. or us dollars, whatever. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. And there are, there actually no, is Amazon I, coin, uh, already, but it is just one coin is one penny and it's essentially just a gift card. So, yeah, right. But, and in, I, I guess that's the point. It's like, if you want to call it a digital currency, hell, you want to build in a blockchain. Fine. If yeah. that's your version of a gift card, what do I care? Yeah. But well, they yeah. don't need an Amazon coin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and you'll go to, you'll go to Bitcoin maximalist and I may be getting this wrong because, I mean, and again, I don't own any Bitcoin, but uh, I, I'm fascinated by you know new technology and the ways that it's going to change the world and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, but for sure. They will say that it's not that it that it's false to call Bitcoin a currency, right? And what you're saying about transaction speeds and all that kind of stuff, and that it's not a concept of at this point it being a currency, and that it's yeah. a store of value, which I have also yeah. seen people on Twitter. And yeah, you, Man, it, I just it saw didn't your start that way. Well. It's it, Bitcoin. If you go read the original white papers, it was not meant to be a store of value. That was a right. concept that came up later. And I think it came up because no one, I think early days, or very few, I can't say no one, obviously, uh, thought it was going to explode the way that it did. Right. But as it became more broadly adopted, like transaction the transaction process. fees, yeah, it's not it's fees not terrible. Took, like conceptually, longer, yeah. it's not a terrible system. I mean, think about wiring money between banks. That sucks. Yeah, there's intermediaries. The cost isn't always well known, though. We're pretty good at getting that thirty-five dollar fee to stay thirty-five dollars. Have you ever yeah. done international transfers? There's like eight caveats that just say, "Hey, by the way, 
Yep. We might get charged another two hundred dollars in intermediate fees to get it from A to B. Yeah. So we and can't guarantee any of it. Like we'll just see how it works out, man. Yeah. And uh, and, and just like Bitcoin, you put the address in and it goes wherever you pointed it. And if it wired to the wrong address or a fraudulent address, you're screwed. There are very little recourse, very little protection. Bitcoin is the same way. It's a horrifying. Did I get my thirty-two Uh-oh. characters right? Is that why a B? Say that again. Bitcoin is what? It, it's horrifying to just take a, a, a cryptocurrency transaction and pick a 32 character address. And if you fat finger anything, yeah, it goes into the ether and never comes back. Like, yeah. well, it's but gone it, that's forever. opportunity, right? That's opportunity <laughs> well, for, for sure. people to simplify it. And that's why you have these trusts well, that are, they are selling shares of their trust oh, for sure. to offer exposure to something. And they say, look, we will buy the cryptocurrency. We will right. hold it in our wallets and we will sell you shares but, of something that is represented and backed by this. That way you don't have to worry about holding your keys. Sure. You don't have to worry about, and, you know, and I think that's fantastic, but that's, that's where I keep coming back. That's just scratching to. the like, surface though. We're establishing a, a new world order from a digital currency perspective that is global in nature. It's all code. Right. So why would we broadly adopt and choose something that has enough issues that we think, hey, let's layer things on top to fix those issues? No, look, I'm not opposed to it. It's a cool conversation and it may end up being the most elegant answer, but is there a better way to do it? Could we just have a baseline that doesn't have that baggage and functions the way you want it to? Maybe. And and I think that's where it's still cool that this stuff is emerging. But uh, anyways, all that to say, it's like the idea of Amazon accepting Bitcoin as payments is more absurd than Tesla even. And Tesla was only absurd because Bitcoin fluctuates in price so much that it's a bit of a YOLO to buy a $70,000 $70,000 vehicle yeah. with a currency that could be worth twice that tomorrow or half that yesterday or yeah. half that tomorrow, whatever. I, I bought but, meat from you, paid you in Ethereum when it was like $1,600 bucks each. Right. Now it's, and then right. since then it went to like 4,000 and then it came right. back to 20, it's at like 2,300 or whatever. And that's hilarious. And until it's adopted as a currency and it is your baseline yeah. and one Ethereum equals one Ethereum and we're okay with that, yeah. then, then it's always going to be like that, which it's fine. I get that. I just wanted but, to be able to say that but, I bought meat with. No, I know it's great, and I'm okay with you paying overpaying for it. <laughs> right, never, and I'm okay with that back. too. I'm okay with that too. <laughs> That's how many Ethereum that meat was worth. Um, <laughs> but uh, I guess what I'm getting at is um, until until it becomes the basis of comparison. So again, one Ethereum is the value of something. And I'm exaggerating. Ethereum yeah. will probably always be worth more than you know a. a pennies worth of anything right that's sure. why that's why they're divisible as heavily as they are right a satoshi is what, like one 10 to the negative ninth of yeah. a bitcoin so it, it there's a reason that they're heavily divisible in fact some some coins are expressly divisible by even more than that to provide microtransaction uh, or capabilities right so you're never or at least rarely caught in a situation where you have to round up that quarter of a penny kind of thing sure um but uh an $18 transaction fee in two hours to buy a $70,000 car is just no big deal. Right. A day, to buy for, a stick of gum. A, a day for a $35 wire transfer sucks by comparison. Yeah. Every measure sucks compared to Bitcoin. That's why transactions. I, think I mean, there and is Bitcoin here. is beautiful. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. but then I get back to why, why is a wire our baseline when you have stuff like Venmo already? Like we, we have 
regulatory You're problems. You're going to Venmo in the United States, $200,000 to buy a house? Why not? It, it, the problem is, is that there are traditional ways that are fast and potentially just as secure as a wire. Yeah, that don't require... Because wires a, aren't a terribly ledger. secure. They yeah. don't require blockchain technology at all. And I think I think that's where some of the, or even if the it's legitimate not public, pushback comes at on this sort of stuff, right? Is mm-hmm. that is Bitcoin actually more elegant than a traditional new financial way of shipping money, even globally? Maybe, yeah. maybe not, right? And well, so it, I yeah. still think there's lots of, is this the elegant solution to the problem out there? And that's where like, yes, okay, Bitcoin is better than wiring money internationally. Fantastic. Sure. I found a use case. Does it deserve the attention and financing that it has right now for that use case? Yeah. Probably not if that's the only thing it's bringing to the table, which it's not. I'm just. But there's interesting the, things in it around it, the fact that it can be trustless, right? Yeah, Where the, yeah, the no, parties the involved, trust is brilliant. Yeah, they can be they can be engaged in a contract, and that's what yep. has me excited about. But um, but that's where stuff like I think I would think blockchain and anything that provides third party trust inherently oh, would be brilliant Sorry, for Bitcoin stuff just like, like jumped massively since I mentioned the price like ha, two minutes ago. Sorry, it, see, look, it's you. You're affecting it directly. <laughs> it's the TVP effect. Uh, Elon Musk ain't got nothing on this. Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like real time transactions for advertising bidding, seems like a pretty mm-hmm. cool way to do to, to to use blockchain because there's a lot of. I mean, shoot, there's an article. Well, gambling, I think it was earlier that this one always week. Comes up right, having sure. trustless Great. gambling Perfect. contracts. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Um, I think stuff like that, like that, that's really cool. Blockchain is an elegant way to solve a problem that isn't easy to solve in situations like that. But in both of those cases, you don't want long transaction times and you don't want high fees. Yeah. So. Eh, maybe not gambling. You'd probably be all right with $18. It just depends on what you're trying to do. Sure. Which again, the problem is with, with Bitcoin in particular, at least right now, and I know there are layer two solutions or attempts at this, Lightning Network, stuff like that, but you're not going to make a $5 craps bet online with an yeah. $18 transaction right. fee and one that's variable enough that you don't even know what it's going to be when you you know click the button. That's, right. that's, that's yeah. one of the biggest issues. It's not even transparent upfront because it's so variable. Well, and some of it, man, it might just be, maybe we're overthinking some of this, but that's our sure. job is to overthink it. But, yeah. you know, I was, I was texting you and Russ earlier today. Uh, I was looking at some conversations back from early 2016 around the pricing of Ethereum. And it's so funny because people speak the exact same way. The numbers are just yeah. different. They yeah, say, when am I going to become a millionaire? How many coins do I need to hold? Blah, blah, blah. Is it going to double? What's it going to hit by the end of the year? But it's just hilarious because again, Ethereum is at like, what is it? 20, <laughs> what is it right 2400, now? something like that now. 2440. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> somebody said, hey, do you think it's going to get into two digits, into double digit USD <laughs> by the end of this year? And people are yelling at each other and they're like, you know, because somebody says yes. And the other guy's like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He might as well tell right. you it's going to get to $15.60 by March. Right. It's no just idea. as absurd. Well, yeah, and that's but, the thing. And, and we argue about this all the time in our thread. And I, maybe it's what you're getting at is that it's like, does it have utility? Yes. Is it a trillion dollars worth of utility? Nobody no. freaking knows. <laughs> well, yeah, or sorry, the answer is no. no, and it doesn't freaking matter. Right. And, and that's the yeah. beauty of it is that the price target for these things is speculative. Yes. 100% speculative. Yeah. Does it it's have one, value? Absolutely. Market, yeah. Is it, market, is it anchored in reality? No, not at all. <laughs> so, so the idea that you can predict that it's going to go up or go down, and, and God help me, I, I hate with great passion technical analysis because it's it's horoscope. We make fun of technical analysis. 
because it's hot all the time. garbage. Yes. TA is hot garbage for practically every use case. Use case. That's a yeah. generous term in general. Don't even get me started. But yeah. uh, it, it, every just, TA literally says, "Look, it, it's going to go up, or it's going to go down, or, or it's going to go the down." Same. It's the my, same thing my, every time. The, my favorite but, part of TA is that people have started turning it into memes, and they look for things yes. like rainbows hot, and dinosaurs hot, and hot pizza heartburn stegosaurus backwards. <laughs> and and my, I was telling, I think I was talking to John Nicholson the other day, and I just thought my favorite part of every single TA meme, every single one, also arguably like all technical analysis ever, is that it doesn't matter what the graph looks like on the left. When you get to the end, like the, the, the time horizon, it just goes up into the right. <laughs> up into the right. That's it. 45 degree angle, at least, yeah, if not yeah. higher. And but so, it, but it's like, a, it's the, a parabolic oh, arrow, though. Oh, it, it is. It, yeah, it exactly. Just, it, it accounts for a little bit more time going to the right, you know, and then you also have this logarithmic scale on the uh, y axis, typically, like, or, so or unlabeled axes in general. <laughs> <laughs> it's Which so great. Can kill me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this the market is currently, I mean, two days ago it was 1.38 trillion. Now it's 1.61 trillion dollars. It's unbelievable, right? Of which is, Bitcoin is, is 774 crazy. billion of it. Anyway. Actually, the thing that got me, I saw uh-huh. this today and I don't think I copied it. Maybe you saw it, but but they actually somebody published, I believe it's an estimate, because I don't know how easy it would be to track this, to be honest. But um an estimate of the percentage of the population that actually owns Bitcoin. Yeah, I saw that. And like and one it, in 10 it is the it is adults? actually like what didn't they say something like it's actually like the single most held currency at this point? Currency. I'm gonna put that in Bitcoin. all of them or Bitcoin. Or, no, no, well, no, no, no. I'm not talking about crypto even. Uh I found it hard to believe that that's saying? what it said because because I think more people globally have a US dollar in one form or fashion than they do Bitcoin. But I, I thought they were You're making a claim. The US dollar is the most held currency in the world. I, I, I totally so. didn't understand yeah. what you're saying. Yes, yes. Th- that is that is the claim I was saying. I was like, if I read that article or sorry, headline, I don't even Yeah, that makes sense. It's the world's it. reserve currency. But, but, right. lots no, of no, nations but they didn't say that. They said something like Bitcoin. Was there, and I was like, I don't think so. So no. I must have read that wrong. But I swear, I swear, I saw something that actually said the percent utilization. Long no, story short, because I don't I was, have it in front of me, right. is that it was significant and it was higher than I thought it would be, yeah. uh, which was pretty cool. Because one of the things that I've run into lately on the Bitcoin front that just irks me to no end is this idea, and and YouTube, all all YouTube. <laughs> education i don't that's not even the right word because it's ugly it's not is uh it's entertainment Tyler. it, it is and it works because it gets you to click terrible, and it terrible it's terrible it's terrible it's terrible i i can't you're there for the ads tyler 90 percent of it is just garbage and that's, it's people just selling you anything that will stick your eyeballs to it right but like i've heard this concept of get in on bitcoin now and use some percentage of your savings to do it because you're you're the you're part of the first one percent of the world to get on this sure. like one percent it can go nowhere but up and it's like what what percentage of the world owns Tesla <laughs> and will it ever be more than one percent just stop it's a stupid <laughs> argument it's a stupid stupid argument for why someone should invest in something and this fundamentally is what's wrong with but what about crypto your grandkids? speculation I can buy Bitcoin before your grandkids can Tyler I'm yeah, exactly. In early. 
Well, and, and those are like, I like I've made these jokes. I had this. I forget. I I, I got uh, just as excited as I am now when I was having this conversation with. Before. I can't it's even like, get through this list. Why, that was just the why, first bullet point on the list. Why are they even <laughs> making the argument that you could be in the first one percent of the globe to own? It's like why not be in the first one percent of all humans that haven't been born yet? This is exactly. the world's base. Like no, it's a stupid argument. Okay. All right. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> Okay, uh, so the price did go up before Amazon uh, denied any near-term plans to accept crypto. That's important. There, um, they, they there wasn't there wasn't speculation, and then the then they denied, and then price went up. Price went up. They denied it, and price continued to go up. But they did say the quote <laughs> from it. Amazon: "We're inspired by the innovation okay. happening in the cryptocurrency space, and are exploring what this could look like on Amazon." See, like I didn't, I hadn't read that until just now. That's the exact way that I think everybody has to think about it. You have to be inspired yeah. by the innovation that's happening. Even if you think it's bunk, even if you think it's crap, sure. even if you think it's going to break, there's got to be some little piece of something or other in there that is worthwhile. That is, there's some I could cool, see spot sort of loans cool technology. And having maybe everything some really dies. cool blockchain technology behind it. Yeah, like th but, there's a ton of stuff. Uh, think about um, yeah, like there's really um, cool startups that are coming micro out on lending? top of this stuff to solve. Yeah, can, exactly. Can you imagine a micro lending platform built on top of a, a blockchain? Ideally, one that's more efficient and less yeah. costly than something that also acts micro as lending, sort of value like, or something like that. Like by by users like us, right? Yeah, yeah. Like an individual loaning to somebody else. Yeah, being able to put that in a smart contract bucks, at the click of a button can, yeah. and, and being able to lend it out, but not having to go to a, a platform. So decentralizing again, the decentralization side yeah, of trustless. all of this is probably the most fascinating thing, in my opinion, of yeah. where you can more elegantly solve a problem right now that has a middleman for no other reason than it was their idea and they know how to make money off of it. But I feel the like service I start... could be provided in a decentralized fashion, yeah. which would cost everyone less, puts less risk in someone deleting the service, right? Like website 404. Yeah. Um, and, and that's cool. That's a yeah. good thing. So stuff like that, I like anyone that, in my opinion, anyone that's arguing that crypto has no future is dead wrong because stuff like that will quite simply outstretch the capability, security, and usability of traditional methods. Yeah. Now, a lot of the places they're trying to use it, yeah. a lot of places people are trying to use it right now is more of a shoehorn. I want to yes. use blockchain. I want to put it in this process. That's stupid. That I'm is a you stupid that. place to use a blockchain. I'm glad you said that. But because it doesn't every... mean that every place is stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. A thousand percent. But I love bringing this stuff to Tyler because he's like, why? Right? And it's a great question. Why? Why are we doing this? Why do you have to do this? Why are we shoehorning this in? But yeah, yeah no doubt there's some sort of value there, right? Um, there was something else I was going to say about what you were just talking about, but I yeah, forgot. Sorry, I, got, so I got off. I was no, ranting. It's... It's fine. It's all good. There's another thing there. Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, another point, um, you know, doing this research and why Bitcoin prices went up. Did you catch any of the uh, the B word conversation? Any of that? I didn't. That happened? No, I really didn't. Okay. You had, catch me uh, up. You had ARK Invest's Kathy Wood on. You had Square's Jack Dorsey on. And then you had mm. SpaceX and Tesla's Elon Musk on. And then you had like a product manager lead uh, from Square that was on that was leading, moderating the conversation, all that kind of stuff. So um, there wasn't any necessarily groundbreaking things other than Elon said, uh, you know, Tesla has not sold any of the Bitcoin. There was a lot of speculation around that. Which I 
Where? So, so, there was news. Was it not confirmed that they sold like a hundred million or something? Mm. Or maybe that was the original. I swear that there was know. some news that said they might have been sold some. But even if they did, dude, they had like one point something oh, yeah. billion, and so maybe no, it was, it was like a small amount for just for some sort I, of accounting thing or whatever. But I'm still be, holding it. Maybe I'm revealed, being pedantic there, but but if he says we didn't sell any of it, I could have sworn they did. I thought they sold a hundred million, which is a drop in the bucket compared to what they invested. Don't get me sure. wrong, but it's it's still not yeah. nothing. It's still something, right? It's still yeah. a, it's a it's a it's a bearish signal anyway. Um, and then he also confirmed that uh, that SpaceX also holds. Bitcoin. Yeah, that was cool. And then he said he himself holds Bitcoin, Ethereum, and then of course he said Dogecoin, to which I rolled my eyes severely because I wish Dogecoin would just fall off the truck and die. Hey, better um, than Shiba, it, marginally. <laughs> right, marginally. Is yes. it though? Really? Like no, it's I not. Think- it's not. Shiba's <laughs> Shiba's like an echo of a joke that is just. Even but does more an echo insane. of a joke is that is it more insane or is it the same even insane? have we there's, reached the peak bottom there's even ripples <laughs> no it's still happening there's even ripples <laughs> of, off of shiba and it's ridiculous Stop. but the fact that dogecoin is number eight in market cap drives me crazy it just drives me crazy it, it, i think it tells you billion dollars it tells you everything you need dollars. to know though everything you need to know everything you need all, to know about where the crypto market is joke. right now yeah. And whether or not you can make any prediction about what direction something is going to move near term for sure, long term, also quite probably a risk. Though I'll say this, if you're going to hold something for a long time and your expectation is this will make money, now, will you be able to predict how much? I no. don't think so. Bitcoin, Ethereum, like the the true already technically capable of producing yes. results sort of coins. And and I, I make that distinction. Nobody's serious is talking about Dogecoin. Okay. No, right. Dogecoin the is fact like that the tickle me Elmo just of the insane. 90s. Yes. They're the oh, tickle me gosh. Elmo. They're the pogs. Which, they're the... Aren't those still worth money? Like, no, I, mean, I, I get it. I don't know. Find the Dogecoin's are collectible at this point. They're, they're the beanie babies or whatever. They're not even that, man. <laughs> no, it's I know because they can be produced infinitely. Right. Yeah, it's it's just a joke. So there's 27 billion dollars uh, right there out of the you know 1.6 trillion that the market is that that needs to find a new home, and it has a daily volume of 2.7 billion. Uh, excuse me, sorry, one and a half billion. I was looking at something else, but anyway, whatever. You know, something something like Doge, ironically, can be a medium for transaction though, even though it offers nothing to mm-hmm. the end user. Just if I have this many doge and i give it to you for something like okay received value congratulations this you're basically just bartering with pogs yeah i don't know if dude can i get one of your shoes i got eight (laughs) pogs for you you may have seen the tweet uh (laughs) burger king brazil is now accepting dogecoin but only for dog food so that's awesome now that's hilarious is selling dog food for dogecoin worth every dollar Spent, lost one in advertising. I I would give them my money. If you're going to go in on Dogecoin, you got to go all in. That was my take. In order to get that crowd, you have to say, come buy our burgers and fries, not dog food, not some like gimmicky thing, but come buy our burgers and fries for Dogecoin. Be be brave. Put it out there. Okay. Let's move on to the fourth bullet point here. Uh, Just in this research on, again, what caused Bitcoin to bike over the past 10 days because it was sub 30K 10 days ago on July 20th. It's now July 30th and it's over 40K, uh, right at about 41K. 
This is fascinating to me. So nearly $800 million of Bitcoin short positions were liquidated on Monday, right? Yeah. Earlier this week, which started a, a big of that. So a, a big part of the jump, but in a massive short squeeze, traders oh, who had- I hate that had, word. Yeah. Not a short squeeze. I know it, it's being, but this is this is what the what the article was saying about it. That's, though, a, when I was that's doing what research. a bear trap, right? Like that's a that's a classic. You know, you you force yeah. holders of of short contracts into a position where they can't really roll it out, they can't liquidate it, and they're going to lose their money, so they expire worthless. That's not a short squeeze. Yeah, well, they're <laughs> they're saying it in quotes just because it's it was it's all it's been in the news and people. Everything's a damn short squeeze. Thanks to GME. I get it. Exactly. It's just wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, people bet $800 million that it would continue to fall. And okay. then it didn't. And it went back the other direction. And they all, all those, uh, all those um, short positions got liquidated. What, that, what do you think about and And it's not even easy, right? We've talked about this. It's not easy to short cryptocurrency. Yeah. Especially in some it of is, these changes. That are yeah, you, severely you can only do it in a few well. places, right? Yeah, like exactly. I don't, even, I don't even know. I have, I, which are even I, more wild, wild. My risk tolerance doesn't include uh, high margin trading on crypto. Sorry, I'm not there. But um, I thought you said 20x leverage was fine, Tyler. This is what it this is, is what you fine. Said on the not for crypto. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was saying 20x leverage for trading on in crypto is okay. Too much. But this is just like Doge and Shiba. If you're already at rock bottom, who cares? If the most ballsy, sketchy, pure speculative thing you can do is just bet on a cryptocurrency. Who cares if you're 100% leveraged? I, like 100x, 20x, 1,000x yeah. yeah. of zero or a billion? It does like you're already overshot. It, yeah. it started at, at moonshot. <laughs> and I think that's why we saw that's that's why we saw the fall in May was because you had all these people and I was hearing stories of it, right? Like you don't, I don't see much of it online. Sell like, your house. Well, nobody yeah. talks about it when it drops. It's all hype when it's on the yeah. rocket ship, right? When it's all yeah, going exactly. to the moon, everybody's on board. Everybody's excited. Exactly. But nobody, people were nobody all... wants to have a conversation when their their wallet got wrecked. Yeah, when it was climbing for ninety days straight, people were going in hundred x, twenty x, whatever. Someone is at my front door. Thank you. That, that's the thing. The like leverage trading isn't for the average investor. It, and this is true in securities for the most part. It yeah. introduces additional risk. In traditional securities, there are actually ways to measure, to some extent, how risky volatility is yeah. one of these, right? How risky an investment is. Uh, um, in crypto, it's like 100% risk out of the gate. Yeah. Tomorrow's price has no predictability whatsoever. Apple, you can pretty pretty safely guess it doesn't go to zero in the I agree agree 1,000%. And this is why in my head, and I almost never say this, I say it to maybe some like really close friends. I said it to you, right? When you said, this isn't the bottom. And I said, fine, short it, right? And I want to say it to everyone yeah. else that's no. like, hey, it's the right what do you think? Certainty. You think it's going to go up from so, here? And they're this, like, no, is, it's going to go down. And I'm, I say, fine, short it. And you'll make yes. a bunch of money. And, and you and no should one always will. ask that question. It <laughs> no doesn't matter what you're talking about. If anybody pretends to have certainty, then they can make money. Yeah. And if you do know something for certain and you aren't making money, shove it. <laughs> because you can make money if you know it's going down. You can make money if you know it's going sideways. You can damn well make money if it's going up. And you yeah. can leverage the F out of every one of those positions too, which means you can make a lot of money if you yeah. know it's going up, down, or sideways. So but if nobody you claim knows. to know yes. which way any security that can be yeah. traded is going, 
and you are unwilling to pony up money to prove it, right? You have no certainty. You are just blowing hot air. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But there's also some people that that rightfully, you know, say, "Hey, this is we are shoehorning something in that we don't need," and there's all these issues, but they're just not willing to bet on which way it'll go because oh, sure. again, you have Dogecoin that's worth twenty seven billion dollars, which is nonsense market value. Yeah, which is absolutely total nonsense. nonsense. Okay. Um, what's next? Another uh, Wall Street and venture funds invested one billion in crypto firms over the last week. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of stuff here. Crypto exchange FTX, uh, which they also do some uh, articles, which are all over the place. A bunch of opinion pieces that I think are hot garbage a lot of times. Not because they disagree with my thoughts, but just I think they're garbage at times. Anyway, this is my personal opinion on that. They announced raising nine hundred million dollars from investors, including SoftBank. Uh, Toma Bravo and Coinbase Ventures. You also have NFT marketplace OpenSea. They raised $100 million in funding round led by um, Andreessen Horowitz. Meanwhile, Ethereum scaling solution Polygon, they announced the launch of a $100 million fund focused on crypto gaming. We haven't talked about that at all. I've been seeing a whole lot of stuff around crypto gaming. It's crazy. Uh, But Coinbase Ventures has also invested in OpenSea and Polygon. So there's a whole bunch of money yeah, coming into this, pumping into it. Yeah, those aren't small numbers, creating real right? things. I mean, you're talking about a billions yeah. of dollars that are coming in. It, what's interesting there too is that these are billion dollars of billions of dollars of more traditional institutional money, um, and that that bodes well for the entire crypto community. Now, where it's going, of course, they're probably not disclosing all of that. Some of them do, right? Some of yeah. them have to because of the nature of the fund and stuff like that. But um, it 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 bodes well because it means I joke about being like the absolute riskiest thing you can possibly do, but th- there's, there is so risky that, that a traditional fund would never touch it. The fact that it is probably in the riskiest tranche of investments that they offer to their investors, that actually bodes well because being the riskiest tranche in your portfolio still puts it a cut above like pink slip penny stocks. Yeah. And so, <laughs> hey, crypto is actually more legit than some garbage you can openly trade on the market. Yeah. That's that's not bad. Well, and BTC has only gone up since we've started this show. So we better just keep recording. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, that's kind of the end of the list um, of why it went up or why people maybe think that it went up because that's what's so crazy about this is even it's all you talk to people that think they know exactly what's going to happen in the future it is so hard in this market in, talking about cryptocurrency to even pinpoint why it's doing what it has already done of right course. if you look back well, it doesn't it doesn't have a fundamental to, anchor yeah we have the same problem with tech stocks in the united states right now the, the yeah. fundamentals aren't what's building that right like what's priced in and what's not is really really hard to pin down yeah. and and What's unfortunate in both of these spaces, whether you're talking about crypto or traditional investments, is that if you're a retail trader and you're really trying to make these bets, like there's a lot of luck in it. And there's a lot of deep understanding you have to have about how markets treat certain kinds of news. Like one of my favorite things is people will get really confused about why, and this is great, like Wall Street bets material, but on the on like the sad side of Wall Street bets, right? is you'll have people come in and they'll just say, I bought options contracts for company XYZ because I thought I knew just enough to say their earnings are going to be good and therefore the stock price is going to go up on earnings day. Apple releases earnings, earnings beat estimates by some percentage, stock goes down. Yeah. And 
all their options, their, their calls expire worthless on Friday. And they're like, wrecked. they're like, I, I don't understand. They beat earnings. They did what I thought they were going to do. Yeah. And the market responded in an absolute terrible way. And it's because they missed the point that we already expected them to beat earnings, that they're beating earnings that they put into their forecast, which they That's may right. have adjusted. Some people miss stuff like that. And then maybe guidance for Q3 went down. And we care a lot more about that on earnings yeah. day than we do about whether or not you missed or, or, or didn't, right? Like mm-hmm. the problem there is that the po- folks that made money on that, they probably weren't sitting at a, a keyboard. They probably coded an algorithm that took advantage of the way that you were trading, expecting you to fail. And crypto is the exact same way. Yeah. They, they know how to use bots to trade up and trade down. They know how to bear trap short positions. They know how to... to bull trap, bull positions, they are going to collect premium. They are going to swing to, to do this because they can right now. And until it's regulated heavily enough that they yeah. couldn't, which right now crypto does not have regulate, re- enough regulation to protect you know, the individual investor, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You have 10 times the Maybe risk that you do. We can talk about some of that next week. Yeah, There, probably, are, there is but, a few things that are being discussed around all that. We can get into it next yeah. week, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, we should we should jump. I, we've been on crypto we the should. whole time. It's certainly an interesting topic, and yeah. I I don't I I get a lot out of it. It's always interesting to dig into this. I'm stuff. fascinated by it, man. I'm fascinated. Oh yeah, and not no. not in a manner like we joke about you know it mooning and buying Lambos or whatever, but that's just part of the meme conversation. Sure. But the technology behind it and the potential and the innovation and all that kind of stuff it fascinates me. It's just it's yeah. new, right? It's new. Um, side note though that I want to make sure I say um, there's a lot of investigation around Tether right now. And there's currently $6.8 billion uh, in holdings of Tether. If you're using Tether, please get out. Like move it <laughs> to cash, move it to USD, move it to uh, USD coin uh, or pick Bitcoin, Doge. pick something else. Just put don't it in do Doge. Doge. <laughs> oh, no, don't do Doge. Is it more or less reliable than Doge? I'm unclear about where you're trying to steer money. Yeah, it's arguably Does less reliable. Does any percentage of Tether actually have US dollars backing it? Well, that's the thing that's under investigation is so some saying, probably could be two dollars, could be eight. Yeah, they're saying it's how many, how by, many, how many doges back doge? Oh, wait, one doge <laughs> is always one doge. Yeah, well, it's, that's that's the thing that it's propped up by the community. Tether is under investigation by the uh by our federal government. Um, sure. for well, they made claims because they made bold claims, and that's the, the difference claims. between doge being a joke and tether is that tether was not meant to be a joke. And Tether yeah. made bold claims that every dollar worth of Tether's ownership, is which is it is a it a constant value coin. The idea is that a USDT coin, Tether, yep. is worth one US dollar and it tracks as closely as possible. But their claim, unlike lots of other stable coins, is that for every dollar of Tether owned, a dollar was used to back it. Which yeah. honestly was a mistake to begin with, because that's exactly why we got off the gold standard. It's yeah. bad. It yeah. is really, really heard this, bad like, to this anchor a... yourself in anything. Yeah, this is terrible. Why? Why do we even have this? Right. But, but they made the claims. They made a lot of money. Yeah, they use it to trade in and out of. Right. Yeah. So it's not necessarily something that you would trade for highs and lows or ups and downs or whatever. However, you want to say it, bull, mm-hmm. bull runs. Bear. They they will buy some Ethereum and if it goes up, then they, they say, okay, I want to I want to you know bag some gains and move it back into Tether yeah. and sit there for a while and figure out what I want to do. So there, but there's sixty one point eight billion dollars sitting in Tether that it may all just crumble and six point sixty one point eight billion dollars just disappears. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what do you think I mean, about that? I think <laughs> so it's ugly. Ugly. We can move on to something. But- but uh, but stable coins could have the same problem across the board, right? Like what makes Dai actually worth a dollar? 
correct nothing it's not pinned in reality yeah. so are stable coins just a bad idea yeah. in general or do they have to have a dollar backing them up like what's the the, the answer is non-trivial but it is convenient if nothing else to have mm-hmm. a stable coin to anchor to something that actually has stability the us dollar yep. um yeah you also so have true usd you have binance usd a ton oh, it's, it's terrible binance might win that one binance is funny that binance um when they first released their coin it was a it was a basically a transaction medium so you could you pay the lower fees to transact on binance if you paid the fees in bnb mm-hmm. and if I were a smarter man, I would have realized at the time that that inherently meant more and more and more people would own BNB. And sure enough, BNB was worth like dust when they released it. And yeah. it's worth many dollars now. I mean, it's in the top 100 coins as yeah. a function of being something that they just produced on the exchange. Finance is brilliant, sketchy. Mm-hmm. But brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing I'll say, just for educational purposes, and then we can move on to something else or just end the show and call it a day since it's 5.40 p.m. on a Friday. Um, there are 11,119 cryptocurrencies this minute you know, that are being tracked by CoinMarketCap and anyway. Coming. And more coming. Um, there's 391 exchanges. Okay, There's about two or three that I would trust. Uh, and that goes for both of those lists, cryptos and exchanges. So please <laughs> you be mean, careful. So, so what you're telling me is you took all your Doge winnings and you invested it in the uh, Robinhood IPO. Don't. I did see some people on Twitter <laughs> that invested in the Robinhood IPO. I just had to laugh and keep scrolling. Oh, man. Robinhood's okay. IPO was not pretty. No, it was ugly with a capital Eight, 8%. U. They get closed down 8%. And that yeah. it, it was valued at the lowest valuation of its potential. I forget what the range was, but it was literally the bottom. And yep. then it closed 8% below that. Uh, Vlad got wrecked again. Yeah. And it's all, you know, what's funny is that it's basically, I, I saw a, just a headline. I didn't get to read it. This week was not a good week for reading details and news, unfortunately for me. But um, they said that the retail investor participation in the, the Robinhood IPO was like pathetic. Yeah. And what cracks me I up bet. about that is that if if they had not done what they did and got the crap that they got for the the meme stop trading, it would have been insanity. Epic. Yeah. I guarantee it. It was the poster child, absolute love end to end of meme meme stock trading, and it got wrecked. <laughs> I think we got to end the show. Your wife pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm glad she didn't start screaming. That could have been bad. <laughs> uh, All right, so y'all. Much more stuff I want to talk to you about, though. Okay, we can't skip two shows next week. We got to no gosh, too many. Stuff. Also, right. skipping a week of podcast and then focusing entirely on crypto. This this yeah. one's for you, Matt Baker. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're sorry. We're so sorry. Uh, All right, y'all. Us, that brings. Let us know what they. If, if you're listening, please reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Let, let us know if uh, yes, you appreciate yeah. this conversation. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to if, steal your. Or if you wish, your, we just skipped it. Yeah. If you don't want us to talk about <laughs> cryptocurrency anymore, we won't. If uh, you appreciate it, please let us know. Whatever. Whatever. And on that note, we're going to shut this Tech Breakfast podcast down. So thank you for joining us for yet another episode. It's been a pleasure. I'm sorry we missed you twice this week. We got you today. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for subscribing. And we'll talk to you on Monday. Yeah, baby. See ya.